From born in the USA to death to my hometown, this is you springing Springsteen on my bean? The comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things Bruce. This is good rock and roll. Uh, did you forget? No. Uh, music? Yeah, I think that's pretty much. Good rock and roll uh, music. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. Uh, this is You Spring and Springsteen on My Bean, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things rock and uh, Bruce. This is good rock and roll and music. And um, special bonus. Ep- I mean, it's not a bonus episode necessarily, but we squeaked one in. This is a real squeaker. Ew. What is <laughs> Why is that gross? <laughs> I think there, I mean, when one is squeaked out, that is the, I guess, sort of slang term for a really high-pitched quick fart. <laughs> high-pitched and quick. <laughs> like, it, I don't think it's considered to be squeaking one out if it lasts for like four seconds. Like, what if it lasts for half an hour? What's that? <laughs> then see your doctor, my yeah. good friend. That's a lot like the erection that lasts. Uh, what is it? More than three minutes? That's what I tell my wife. <laughs> Honey, if this thing keeps going past an allotted time, we're in trouble. Oh my gosh! Uh, it's a it's a blustery cold day here uh, in the Hollywood Hills. And I'm just yes. glad you still have your Christmas stuff out. Yes, we uh, the snowman is still here. Paul F. Tompkins has not taken it back. This is a, a supporting character from the uh, the comedy Bang Bang Best of. So we play a game with it, and uh, it, it, technically it's not his because it, oh my god, you don't care. I don't. But uh, you want to touch it, you're going to touch his little hat, aren't you? Yeah. This looks like something that you would get um, on sale uh, next to the register for under, I'm going to say under $4 at CVS. I didn't realize you were such a snob, but that's interesting to to see like how classist you are. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where? How, how much do you think? I think it was five dollars. Five dollars, and, and I got it away from the register. Oh, wait a second. Uh oh. I think it has it. An electronic element. It does. It, it, look, you got to listen to the best stuff to understand what we're talking about. But there's a little snowman doll. Yep, he's pushed it. Okay, this it just spins, it rocketed spins up to nine ninety nine. Okay, we're we're accidentally playing the snowman game now. If it looks at you when it stops, you have good luck for the rest of the uh, year. Okay. Anyway, it's uh, playing now. This is Paul F. Tompkins' thing, and you're sort of co-opting it. How long does this last, this song? You you have no patience for Christmas stuff. <laughs> it's looking right at me. Holy shit, it, just like it did in the best yeah, of. Yeah, but it's not the best of uh, Bang Bang, so it doesn't count. It counted on the best ofs, though, because it did. It, I was the only person it looked at during the best ofs. So. Really? Yeah, so I'm having, I mean, it's just well, reiterating. Well, then this reverses it. Oh, shit. Yeah, just took it back. <laughs> oh, no, I've had such a great couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, Adam Scott is here. He hates all things Christmas. What? He's a Scrooge. He's a miser. He needs what? to be visited by several ghosts. I hope when I die, I visit him just to play him. Santa Claus is going to town. 
uh, right before Christmas Day so he can throw open the window and yell down at an orphan and go make him be his personal Uber Eats. Hey, go pick me up a turkey. By the way- Go pick it up yourself, you fucking old man. I forgot to tell you that we were driving someplace for a Christmas dinner and I was driving with my kids. They were in the in the car with me and we were trying to find like Christmas music to listen to. <laughs> And I was like, oh, hey, you guys, listen to this. And I put on that Bruce Springsteen, Santa Claus is coming. <laughs> the to one town. you ate so much. And they they were like, what is this? <laughs> like, what What in the, what is this? <laughs> Why would anyone? Yeah. Um, this That reminds me uh, to talk to you during the break about uh, my idea for the uh, the spinoff uh, podcast that, that we uh, maybe we can squeak that one in before you leave. I'm not sure. Spin off like one episode or one episode. A, okay, yeah. got it. Yep. Um, but uh, we, I mean, this is a true squeaker. This yeah, particular episode. Real this is this is high pitched and just coming out real quick. Yep. This is probably going to be a short show, short episode because mm-hmm. uh, we're we're trying to squeak it in right before yep. our final episode of the year. Short, hot, and high pitched. <laughs> I didn't realize hot was part of it. Oh, Although yeah. I guess. I guess you know they're brewing in there for a while. Yeah, it's it's anything that comes uh, out of your body is higher temperatures is body temperature, isn't it? Like you can't At nothing very scalding least. comes out of your body, right? If it does, if <laughs> if you're like running a normal temperature, and then something comes out of your body that burns your skin, <laughs> then you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You're in a lot of trouble. Um, but uh, yeah, I would imagine farts the temperature isn't hot necessarily, but I mean, it's hot, I mean, hot compared to room temperature. Yeah. How hot do you keep your rooms by the, what's room temperature to you? 112 degrees. <laughs> because you always want your body temp to be lower than whatever room lower. you're in. And I, I also, I like whenever I walk outside, no matter what time of year it is, I want to be pleasantly surprised yeah. at how cool it middle is. Of, middle of the summer, you're like, yeah. ooh, it's oh cold God, out here. It's freezing. <laughs> 95 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Adam Scott is here and, um, Golden Globe award winning Adam Scott. No, wait. Yeah. We, those were last night. You weren't there. That's no, right. I was not there. <laughs> you were nominated though once, weren't you? Last year. Yeah. Because your show uh, has not been on this, this full year. So that's, true. um, that's your, uh, excuse. That's my problem as to why you weren't there last night, that's but, right. uh, you were nominated. Who, who won that year? Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner for Yellowstone. That's right. Wow. He was there last night. Yeah, but he wasn't there last year when he won. When he actually won. Interesting. What a weird guy, right? Yeah. What the fuck, man? It's like he comes when he's not winning. Yeah. He's never there when he does win. Yeah. Weirdo. I think he was stuck in Santa Barbara. There were mudslides. Oh, that's right. I remember ever the host. You remember that? I do. I actually do because the host brought up like, Kevin Costner cannot be here. He is trapped in Santa Barbara. Yeah. And everyone laughed because it sounds like a joke, like trapped in Santa Barbara. Right. It's just 45 in, minutes away. Trapped in your mansion in Santa Barbara. <laughs> yeah. And then then everyone heard about the mudslides yeah. and realized it wasn't a, a joke. Yeah, but, they uh, couldn't, they could not uh, make it down there. I like to, I, I would like to base a movie, an action movie on him trying desperately to get out of the mudslides of Santa Barbara to go win his Golden Globe. Well, he, you, I would imagine he has horses up there. Yeah. He could have just ridden a horse down to Los Angeles. You think horses don't get stuck in the mud, my dear boy, with Hmm. those clip cloppers? Oh, maybe, but the clip cloppers are kind of made for foul weather. That is true. Horses really are the cars of rain. Is this an episode of Horses Really Are the Cars of Rain? I guess so.
Hey everyone, welcome to Horses Are the Cars of Rain. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're talking about, well look, obviously our central conceit. Horses are the cars of rain. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't want to be driving around your car in the middle of a flash flood warning. Absolutely not. But do you want to be riding your horse around in the middle of a flash flood? Hell yeah, you Oh do. yeah. I actively seek it out because it's fun. It's all in what they say. <laughs> nay. Yeah. Like sunny day, nay. Yeah. If it rains, <laughs> grab these reins. Oh, uh, yeah. See, that's why those are called reins. That's right. Because if you're raining, you got to get on that horse. Yeah. Are you a horse guy? Have you ever ridden a horse? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. You go yeah. out there. You, go, you, you do go out to a ranch occasionally, I know. I do, yeah. And you uh, slip on the old cowboy hat. Spurs. Obviously spurs. We all, I mean, everyone in LA has a pair of spurs in their car. Spurs are really, when you think about what they're actually used for. Yeah. <laughs> it's just jamming into the side. Yeah, it's of kind a, of a bummer yeah. when you think about it. they look so good, don't they? Yeah, and the sound they make is ching, fantastic. Ching, ching. That's why people keep them in, in uh, Los Angeles. They keep them in your trunk. I like just the accoutrement of dressing. Like yeah. anything you can add to an outfit. Chaps. Uh, uh, sock garters. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Just like anything extra that we don't wear anymore. Yeah. I love it. I love it, too. A vest. I love a vest. But all of this stuff, all of that doesn't matter. When it really comes down to it, the only thing that matters is the rain and getting through it on a horse. That's right. And it, it's pouring down, and you got uh, uh, the gentleman's umbrella, a cowboy hat on. Oh, yeah. That's the only way to go. <laughs> A true gentleman <laughs> wears a cowboy That's, hat rather than an umbrella. That is why they're... Okay, so a lot of times during the sun, a brim, uh -huh. it's to keep the sun out oh, of yeah, your yeah, eyes. Oh, yeah, the sun out. But during the rain, it's to keep the rain, keep out, the of rain out of your eyes. Brims are the unsung heroes of hats. Brims are the unsung heroes of the world. <laughs> I mean, like when you think of a hat, like think of Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Great guy, weird beard. Okay, weird we could beard. just we could just like Fine. call it call it like but we see it. But back then, that was not a weird beard. Back then, they were experimenting. Is a this lot. an episode of Weird Beards? Yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to Weird Beards. This is Scott, and this is Scott. And look. You know what this show is about. It's about the weirdest beards we can think of. And guess what? There are a lot of weird beards there out are, there. That beard made entirely of bees? Weird. One of the weirdest that I think we've seen. Okay, but we were talking about Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, weird beard himself. Man. President a, weird beard. That is a weird beard. Is there a president with weir a weirder beard? Than Abraham Lincoln? Yeah. I don't think so. Hmm. Not a lot of presidents with beards, first no, of all. No, no, that's... Uh, definitely, unless you got a lot with chops. Go to Camp David for like seven weeks and grow out a really good one. <laughs> They're like, "Fuck this!" I'm yeah. going for seven weeks. <laughs> but, but yeah, you don't even see a, a president unshaven. That's the thing, because uh, uh, you know, w when I had my TV show and and you uh, currently have yours, the shaving aspect of it, yeah, every single fun. day. Yeah. And I, I know that uh, that was Letterman. He talked about that. That's why he grew out. Speaking of weird beards. Yeah. He's the patron saint. That's, there you go. There's a podcast. weird beard. But he just grew it out because he was like, 
one i think he literally stopped his show because he didn't want to shave every day yeah um well on parks and rec i had like a few days of growth the entire time so i never had to shave but did you have to shave it down? Well, they to trimmed the, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a little bit of grip, but but I remember occasionally I would forget, and I would go in there, and they'd go like, "No, you're not matching." Yeah, and you'd have to shave it down to what what you're on. But um, on severance, I do have to shave every day, clean because clean because shaving. you're in an office job. Yep. And I'm guessing as to what the concept of the show yep. is. You're in some sort Big of fan. an office. Uh, y- yes, and we have to uh, shave cleanly every day, but. Thing is, with this cast, we all give each other a shave. Oh, you shave. That's each part other. of the. You haven't seen the show, but that's part of the show. So oh, that's part. That's the first other. fifteen minutes of every episode. Every it's episode, everyone shaving it's each all, other. It's uh, all shaving. So did Lincoln, Mister Weirdbeard, President Weirdbeard? Sorry, mm-hmm. did he shave his mustache every day? If so, why not just grow it out, dude? Yeah, was that kept track of in the newspaper? Like how 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 much growth was in the mustache area? Do you ever think like he just wanted a, a, like a week off where he's like Mary yeah <laughs> so, wait, this, is, this is something out of It's a Wonderful Life uh, Mary <laughs> Mary I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, uh, we're gonna take the week off I'm not gonna shave today now and, th- and then just suddenly he's got full beard yeah like w- w- I'm gonna look up Abe Lincoln full why beard why did he not uh, want the, the hair on his lip so one can only imagine that he grew the beard out because he was ashamed of his neck, right? Hmm. What was going on with his neck? Well, you know how like some people wear scarves when they start getting older, you know? Oh they, yeah, sure. You know, because the, the neck, neck is is truly the wrinkled old prune of the body. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the, the older you get. Here, by the way, I found one picture of what it would look like if he had the full beard. Yeah, he looks weird. <laughs> That, that's a weird that's beard. weird yeah with the mustache that's a way weirder beard so he probably was like oh i hate my neck yeah but i can't afford a scarf scarves were super expensive they, yeah a lot of people don't know that but the the beard is the the scarf of nature yeah it's so, nature's scarf so he just like grew that puppy out and then everyone's like well what about the mustache he's like this ain't cosmetic jack yeah he had he was busy He's a busy guy. There was a lot going on. Civil War, the rest, everything else. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't have time to uh, to, to keep that mustache going. <laughs> no, no. You, uh, I mean, you have time to certainly shave it every day, but you don't have yeah. time to let it grow. But when you shave it, you don't have to worry about it. Exactly. Here's a little pic though of him with just totally, totally nude face. Oh yeah, I've seen that. You've seen that one, naked face Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> Can I see it? <laughs> Wait, I thought you said you saw I it. I have seen it. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Um, we're still in the middle of uh, rain. Horses. Uh, I don't even remember the title of the show anymore, so we got to end it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Good show. Yeah, those were both really good shelves. (laughs) Did I say good shove? (sighs) Did you say good shove? I said good shove. (laughs) I agree. Um...
Adam, you ever fall asleep during a movie in the yeah. theater? Yeah. Which one? The first one that happened to me with was Willow. Willow. Yeah. Interesting. I was a kid and we went to see Willow and I had just gotten back from Hawaii and I was burnt to a crisp sunburnt. So so when you said you just got back, like literally airport to the theater? Yeah. It was like, bring me directly to Willow. <laughs> Because I can only imagine you were on vacation. Yeah. And Willow comes out and you're like, got to get back. I got to see Willow and your gotta parents get are back. just like, oh my God. Because Willow was a big deal. Willow was a big deal because uh, it was George Lucas. Yeah, George Lucas. And and it was kind of like, oh no, this is George Lucas's new yeah. world that he's created. Yes. So I mean, for someone like us, you're on vacation. Suddenly Willow comes out. Yes. Any day that you're not seeing it. Is a day wasted. <laughs> yes. So you're in Hawaii, one of the most beautiful yeah. places on earth. But you're like, I got to get back. I to was Sea visiting World. my dad because he was on a working sabbatical in Hawaii. Whoa. And so I was there. And so I came back sunburnt and probably feverish. I don't know why, <laughs> but in the theater during a matinee, I fell asleep were for you, most of the movie. For most. Of, and were you with? Someone I was or, with a couple friends. Oh wow. And they didn't uh, nudge you or anything like that? No, I don't remember. Yeah. I was like 14. Hmm. 13, 14. Is this another episode of I Don't Remember? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't recall. Hey everyone, this is I Don't Remember. This is Scott. And this is Scott. Did we do this? I don't remember I before. Don't I don't remember. Did we do? I'm pretty sure we did this as a show before. Yeah. Right? Didn't? I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, um, the. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I don't, don't remember. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, I did. The, the one thing I did when I say to our list. Fuck, what was it? I was, ju- I was just thinking about it. Was it the. Uh, the, the the yeah the 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 uh, the uh, fuck uh, I don't remember I don't remember okay bye bye I don't remember. I don't good second app I mean not a lot of information uh, no dispensed. but they're they're I mean it's fun to listen to them try to work it out yeah yeah sometimes, no I, sometimes I'm shouting at my speakers like. It's this thing. Yeah, me too. You know. But I I, I don't. Yeah. I have to admit that I don't remember. Yeah, no. You don't remember who nudged, if anyone nudged you? Nah. (laughs) I was with my friend Brian Anderson and someone else. Mr. Anderson. But we, uh, I fell asleep and then uh, I I don't think I ever saw it again. Name that movie. Willow? (laughs) Oh, The Matrix? (laughs) Yeah, congrats. You named the movie you were talking about. <laughs> I thought that's what you were asking me. <laughs> but you were saying Mr. Anderson, like The Matrix. The Matrix, yeah. So you never caught back up with Willow. I watched Never the, did. Did uh, you watch the TV show? I did. I watched the movie again in anticipation of the TV show. Oh, my God. Is this I Love Films or is this I Love <laughs> oh, Films? Oh, fuck yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to I Love Films. This is Scott. And this is Scott. Great to be back. 
We had uh, look. We had a serious misstep when we were talking about uh, uh, film left on like showers. What, yeah, that's not what this show is that about. Is not, I don't know why we were thinking it was about that. Well, we it was an honest mistake. We thought that, that honestly, we just came to the studio one day and that's yeah. what we thought the show was about, and that's so we right. decided to talk about it for a while. We but. forgot what the show was actually about. We forgot ourselves. And I know there there's a competing podcast out there. I like film that Edgar Wright. I guess has something to do with he's executive producing or something yeah, like that. It's fine. It's St- fine. Stay in your lane, bro. But Edgar has his own thing going and we're going to leave it alone. Yeah, How about he, we just move on from that subject? He has his own thing going, which is writing and directing incredible, incredible <laughs> studio films. films. <laughs> and so that everyone loves, I don't know why he's horning in on our side of the street. You know what I mean? Right. Like stick to stick to what you do best, which is creating up, these incredible films, bro. And then we'll stick to what we do best, which is loving those films, loving well, and also just loving films as a medium. Yes, please it, say that again. As a medium, film as a way to express yourself through art. Yeah, it's a medium second only to probably painting. Maybe sculpture certainly is is up there above film. Um, what else? Uh, um, poetry. Oh yeah, poetry. Yeah, plays. Oh my god, plays are so good. Winking, winking, definitely. Like making funny noises with your tongue, like la 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 la. That's above. Uh, That's above films. film. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. Uh, Doodling. Doodling. Squeaking one like, out. Squeak, squeaking <laughs> one out while you're doodling absentmindedly. <laughs> Better than film. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. Obviously. Like films. Sure. But films are the best. Films are the best. To be honest, they're kind of a drag. Yeah. Especially not a these fan. days. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Willow, you went you watched the I watched entire it recently. movie in preparation for the show. For the show. Okay. Yeah. And what did you, how does the movie hold up? Well, I remember not liking it a lot when it came out, uh-huh. uh, being a little disappointed. Although I really liked Val Kilmer. I was like, who is this guy? Was that like um, before Top Gun? I, it was either the same year or, yeah, yeah. but it was the first thing I remember ever seeing. Sure. Plus, I never saw Top Gun when it was out. Huh. Uh, I had to catch up with it on my other show, Scott Hasn't Seen. Um, but, uh, but I remember just being like, oh my God, that, uh, wait, that, have you not seen Top Gun? I just, I saw it within the last year on my sister. You show. had not seen Top Gun? No. Jesus. What, what'd you think? Didn't like it, but the new one kind of justifies its existence. Yeah. The new one's better. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the old and one's if you, if you view good. it as like one movie, like Boyhood, where uh-huh. just suddenly there's an intermission and they age thirty years, yeah. then it's great. That's an interesting way to think of all sequels and reboots <laughs> yes. as boyhood. <laughs> it actually kind of makes everything better. Yes, but I really like Joanne Whaley uh, 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 Kilmer, Wally Kilmer, yeah. Wally Kilmer, and and Val Kilmer. I really I thought they were great in it. Um, and a little disappointed in the story. Watched it again. I thought it was about what I remembered. Uh-huh. Um, and the and the, the series was interesting. What had, was the series? Uh, it's uh, Willow, all grown up, or I guess older, because he was grown up in the first one. But the but the baby is that Warwick Davis. Yes. Okay. 
Uh, but the baby has grown up. Uh, I don't tr- even remember. There's, a there's like a whole storyline, but okay. uh, it was an inter- interesting tone where like everyone spoke modern, like w- way more modern than even the film. Hmm. They spoke like kind of in slang, huh. like modern slang. It was interesting. Um, I liked it. Um, good performances hmm. as well. All right, bye. Bye. Ugh. Jesus Man, Christ. I don't know how much more of that I can take. <laughs> Listen to those guys drone on about fucking Willow. Fuck Is Willow that. even considered to be a film? It's I like mean, a piece of entertainment, I guess. It's yeah. content. It's it's all content. Look, George Lucas, fellow content creator. Yep. We're all just creating content. <laughs> We're all peers. All right. Um, we have to take a break. We're just squeaking this one out. This is uh, a shorter episode, I believe. Uh, a true squeaker. We're going to come back. And when we come back, we will be talking about the uh, the album Western Stars on You Spring and Springsteen on Mad Bean. We'll be right back. This one is getting the air piano treatment from Adam Scott. (laughs) And he's also a pianist who's like drumming occasionally as well. Don't you you see those guys all the time that are playing piano and drums? Yeah, I I mean, I've talked about them on other shows. Uh, Scooter and the Bee was a a band that we used to see at the Santa Maria Inn um, during happy hour. One man band? Uh, Two man band. Two man band. uh, The drummer played drums with his right hand Mm -hmm. and bass with his left. Uh Uh, The bass turned up loud enough to where he could just press the strings and it would make the bass notes necessary. Uh And then also sang. Uh Uh, And then the second person was a guitarist who played the trumpet and sang. Yeah. And they played, and they were great. We used to love them. Scooter and the Bee. Yeah, those guys are great. Yeah. Free uh, 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 dinner. If you ordered a drink, and we would always try to order the cheapest soda <laughs> with like a buffet, uh, tri-tip buffet. If stuff. you order a drink, you get a free dinner? You get like a free, they had a buffet there during happy hour. Uh-huh. And as long as you ordered a drink, and since we were all broke, it would be like a dollar soda. And ever, and the waitresses would see us coming and just be like, oh, Jesus Christ. And, they, and then we would go, can I have a Coke? They'd be like, Yes. And then you get free dinner and this two-man band is playing. I don't understand the money-making properties of this. Because most people would come in and order like five drink, five alcoholic drinks. But still, why not charge them for food? Well, the place is packed. Okay. So it's a it's a. I guess I never understood happy hour as a way to make money. Uh, because bars are usually not uh, generally at uh, the the hours between three and six would uh, not a lot of people coming in to get drunk, so it's trying to entice them to come in to come in a little by earlier. offering them free food. Yeah, but or half off appetizer. food is. Do I need to like, like explain wholes- the concept of money to <laughs> you as well? Or food is wholesale on uh, by and large cheap. Well, alcohol, you can charge a shitload for, so you're overall yes. making money. Your margins are better on alcohol. Alcohol on is, food, is, is the, 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 most, the biggest money maker out of... Sure. So any, if you any, have like a tub of refried beans... <laughs> speaking of squeaking one out, <laughs> you, could, you could dollop 
some refried beans into a cup. <laughs> You're making it sound more disgusting than with this. This place gave a dynamite buffet. I don't no, know whether they still do. You hand out cups of beans to everybody, <laughs> refried beans to everybody, free beans with your drink. I, I went to a restaurant the other day. They gave us a cup of refried beans. Refried beans. <laughs> <laughs> Yum, refried greens. This is a, a, a fancy uh, Mexican restaurant on Rodeo Drive. Huh. And they gave, uh, they, they, they put down tortilla chips and they were like, the chips are complimentary. Oh. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's usually are. the case. <laughs> but then, then I started thinking, like, okay, other restaurants don't do this. You know, you go to a, into a sandwich shop, they don't just put down a basket of potato chips and say, right. like, have as many as you want. But an Italian restaurant puts down bread. Bread, sure. Tortilla chips is bread in a different form. <laughs> I mean, it's corn-based, so it's not bread. <laughs> we sound like two aliens trying to figure out Fucking restaurants. <laughs> I mean, morons. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I did something stupid last night. Oh, what did you do? I've decided uh, there's this one thing I've started collecting, and uh, classic cars. <laughs> sort of, sort of, a little bit over the past few years, just here and there, picking up movie novelizations. Remember oh, those? Oh yeah, yeah, those yeah. are fun. I, I've, I still have the one to Mork and Mindy somewhere. Around oh, you there. do? Yeah, yeah. It delved really deep into the characters. I. Yeah, because as a kid, I had like E.T. and yeah. those. And so went on eBay last, last night and was like, oh, Jesus, there's, you know, obviously so many. And so I bought way too many of these. What'd things. you buy? Let me see here. I've got. I remember them. the Superman one. I think it was Superman or Superman 2. You know how they, the, the writers, they need so much lead time in order to write them. They get the script way, way that's in advance. That's the thing that's so cool about them. And so then they write these novelizations based on the original script, and then things, things massively change, change totally. in editing. So you'll get to see like what the writer yeah. originally intended. That was the coolest thing as, as a kid. Um, you popping in gum in the middle of a show? That's right. So, <laughs> okay, so I got Alien. Yeah, I've read that one. Harold and Maude. Haven't read that. Twilight Zone, the movie. I feel like I read that one, but I'm not sure. Face Off and Air Force One. They were still doing them during Face Off. Yeah. Sudden Impact novelization. Wow. I felt like these things went out of fashion in the 90s. No, I guess they're still doing them. They're still doing them. Grease. Grease. The China Syndrome. Wow. Bright Lights, Big City, which was a book beforehand, that was a yeah. but this one has Michael J. Fox on the cover. I have that exact, I have it somewhere around here. With him on the With cover, him on yeah. the cover, yeah. Predator. Predator. See, it, here's why I'm surprised they were still around in the 90s, is because I felt like these were a salve for a hungry moviegoer who couldn't- There's like, nothing else. You Well, you also couldn't, there was no home video. Yeah, that's right. So you couldn't just rent the movie and just I remember it. reading the E.T. novelization like three times. Yeah, because you couldn't just watch E.T. whenever yeah. you wanted. And there was no supplementary material. There weren't like yeah. making of specials anywhere. Right, exactly. And Predators, the 80s, right? But that one was weirdly expensive. The Cannonball Run, The Saint. Is Predator the Michael Jackson novelization? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The Saint, the... The Saint, the Val Kilmer? Yes. Speaking of Val... Superman 3. 3, Novelization. Wow. Okay, and I, by, at that point, I believe I was too old to be reading these. 
Superman 3? Yeah. 1983? No, I guess I was still in the zone. Hmm. Then Probably got, up, up until like 86. Someone was offloading several. <laughs> really? So like you were so buying got, these in bulk? The Natural, Wise Guy, which became Goodfellas, which was already a book. Gladiator. Big Naturals, is that what you said? First Blood and Platoon. Okay, that was all in (laughs) one. So let me me ask you a real question. Are you going to read these or are you just going to look at them? No, I have them. I have them in their own bookshelf. Oh, wow. But do you, but, but do you actually read them? Um, I've. Looked because th- there are good books out there that you could be reading. Right, but the the um, the original Close Encounters novel, oh, yeah. Steven Spielberg actually wrote the novel, oh, and wow. it's really good. Sure, um, the Pretty in Pink novel. I've read that one. Is yeah, it has the original uh, ending. That's right. So yeah, eighty. That was eighty six or so. Back to so. the Future Three, Moonraker, Poltergeist, Gremlins, Back to the Future Two, Batman, the Michael Keaton one. Look, this is I love films. I think it is. Hey everyone, we're back. Welcome to I Love Films. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And uh, Adam here is, or Scott is listing movies. Go. And then there's one more, Rambo First Blood Part 2. Cliffhanger, I lost the uh, the the auction. <laughs> how much? How much they were asking quite a bit, and I wasn't willing to go there. How, how much? That's the cover of Rambo, though. That's, that's awesome. a good one. And how how much did you offer for Cliffhanger, and, God, ha- and what beat you? I have no idea. I really don't know. <laughs> Anyway, th- this is probably too many. Pro- probably. Do <laughs> you think that's way too many? I love that. I love that you collect these, though. I think it's a fascinating. Co- I mean, it's better than collecting Arabian horses or whatever. You and know? there are no more like uh, Blu-rays or albums. I mean, there are, but I don't collect them anymore. Here's a challenge. Yeah, someone do a novelization of this show. Not, not. Uh, I'm sorry, not this show because this is I love films. Yeah. Of th- that other show. Well, that- they could do I Love Films, the novelization. <laughs> sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> but also, You Spring and Springsteen on My Bean, the yes, novelization. The novelization. And then Adam will buy it for any price. <laughs> yeah, oh, anything. We should commission someone to do this. Because how, mu- how, how much did these novelists make on these? The novelists? Yeah, sometimes these were like big science fiction oh, yeah. writers. and Yeah, Alan Dean Foster. Alan Dean Foster, yeah, he did Splinter of the Mind's Eye. But he did the Alien one. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I think that how much uh, could they possibly be getting paid for these? I mean, probably at least you know, a hundo, yeah, a hundred dollars. I could spare 50 of that, sure. We can split it. We'll, sp- I can spare 40. Okay, we'll go 40, 40, and then we'll it's get weird 20 to go for... to the, the ATM, they only give 20. You know, what? we'll do crowdsourcing. Remember, crowdsourcing, yes, we'll remember do that. that. <laughs> to, to get are people still doing crowdsourcing to like raise money? Well, yeah, they, of they course should. They are. Yeah, they are. Why not? No, crowdsourcing. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Quite Ter- an episode. Terrible episode. Terrible. All right, we got to talk about this record. Yes. Um... This is a true squeaker. We squeaked this episode squeaking in. this, but it's getting longer and longer. I know, I know. But due to uh, due to fan demand, um, defend, uh, th- people really want us t- to talk about Western Stars, which is an album by Bruce Springsteen. And so we're going to do it. So when we last left off, Adam, a yeah. lot happens. 
in between our last episode. Okay. Because our last episode covered uh, 2014. Uh, um, um, sure did. American Beauty and High Hopes. So 2014. Um, Western Stars doesn't come out till 2019. Yeah, so this is a really long break. This is a, well, let's talk about what he did. So uh, it's not really a break because he was pretty busy. But um, So 2014 was High Hopes and, and American Beauty. Yeah. 2015, he puts out The Ties That Bind. That oh, is yeah. the, the river box And set. then he tours it? Then he tours it doing these amazing three, three and a half hour shows where he plays the entire... 85 minute river album as well as another hour and a half of hits of hits yeah um god that must have been did you see that show yes i the i highly recommend people uh getting the sports arena show that i was at because uh i went to it was blown away and then was like was it as good as i remember and bought it on brucepringsting.net and it's i will listen to it it's an do they have show. video from it or is it just audio they ne- it's just audio but yep. he put out every show i think this is this is when the previous tour the high hopes tour is when he started putting out every single show uh-huh. as as a download um and so every single ties a bind uh, tour stop he did as but the but the one that I was at was really incredible so he's doing that for a good year um, and then 2016 he puts out a little thing called oh, his yeah. novel yeah his, uh, autobiography. his autobiography yeah and uh, that is a really good book if you yeah there's actually a ton of shit coming out that he did yeah in this period so so he did his autobiography we 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 have used his book to kind of like get into the mind of springo himself yeah um he also puts out uh, chapter and verse which is the accompanying soundtrack to the uh autobiography which has a couple of uh unreleased stuff um which is mainly like his recordings before he became bruce springsteen Uh with the castiles and uh steel mill and the Bruce Springsteen band. Um, so that comes out in 2016. And then that's such a success and such a good book that he then adapts it sort of because suddenly in 2018, it's announced that he is uh, doing solo Broadway performances, Springsteen on Broadway. Yeah. Um, sorry, that was 2017 through 2018. So he's busy as a bee. Yeah. If you haven't seen Springsteen on Broadway, highly recommend going to Netflix if you have it and checking out the documentation of that. Yeah. Um, it, it was, you saw it. Yeah. It was great. We went. I saw it live. I'm yes. sure you did. Yeah. Uh, we went to it uh, not knowing anything about it, blind by. Um, Kulap was very excited and we got. I, I went into the auction, you know, the uh, the lottery in order to be picked to get tickets. Uh-huh. And I won. I won the lottery, um, the only lottery I've ever won, other than the one that I think I was. I won eighty three million dollars, I think, on that one. But yeah. um, those are the only two lotteries. I've Nothing ever won. higher than that. Nothing higher. Yeah, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, but uh, won the lottery and then got uh, uh, front row seats. Wow. Um, and you know who was at the performance I was at? Brian Eno. Old sourpuss? Nah, he's oh, too busy God. sulking in his apartment. Yeah, he's too he's too grouchy to go to a Bruce Springsteen show. Oh, go to a, the theater? Pass. No, you know who was there? Who? 
Oprah herself and Gail. Were they in the front row? No, they they had uh, uh, front row was probably not the best seats. Uh, they were in like you know center center uh, uh, probably seven row seven. Yeah. But I tell you, when they walked in, you, you think you're at a Springsteen show and you're like ten feet away from him. Nothing can outshine him. Everyone just like up in the balconies and everyone starts like clamoring and peering over and yeah. taking pictures of her and stuff. Um. But yeah, we didn't we didn't know anything about the the Broadway show, so I kind of was like, well, what I imagine is him like him acoustically performing his songs, yeah, like going like, here's one I wrote when I was taking a shit one day, sure, and then he he plays, you know, born in the USA. <laughs> but what I what I didn't realize what it was going to be this incredible sort of meditation on his life where he he was talking about the meanings it, it wasn't all the hits he was playing like kind of older songs yeah but, but talking about his life and why you know everything about him growing up and his relationships with his mother and his he father plays and, growing up right at the beginning right yeah um Such and it's him version. on the piano uh during a lot of it um it's really an incredible incredibly moving uh show so Check it out on Netflix if you yeah, can. It's um, so and, good. And the soundtrack is really exceptional. And I, that version of Brilliant Disguise that yeah. he and Patty sing together is extraordinary. Right. Um, so really just a fruitful fru freers um for yeah. Spring O. Um and then we get to 2019, and that's when Western Stars comes out. And Western Stars comes out, if you had to guess what day? February 23rd. Close. June 14th, 2019. That's what I'm, that was my eighth guess. Yep. Um, June 14th. So we're in the middle of uh, uh, June, in the middle of the year of 2019. He's finished the Broadway run and he comes out with this. Now, sort of, trying to figure out exactly what the story behind this record is. Here's what I've, my little sleuthing. Oh, did you put on your Sherlock Holmes hat? I certainly did. Speaking of weird hats and brims. Weird hat, weird beard on him and Watson. The absence of. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird because if you're going to have a beard, like it needs to exist. Yeah. But the brim, the star of Sherlock Holmes's hat, man. I think it's like the yeah, the a couple the, of droopy poopies. But then the brim that's like folded up and buttoned. Isn't that what it is? I don't is? think he has a button in the front. He's got the he's got the one he's got the one in the back. It's like Snoopy ears, but on not on the sides of the head, right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Let me look up Sherlock I, Holmes I hat. Know. Sherlock Holmes hat. Yeah, it's got it's got it's got two brims. See, this is the thing. You don't need one in the back because, you know, there there are no eyes that you're shielding in the back. What are you protecting? The nape your of neck. your neck? Your neck. Protect your neck? Who are you, fucking uh, the Wu-Tang Clan? Get the fuck out of here, Sherlock. No shit, Sherlock. Keep digging, Watson. <laughs> um, no, they protect, uh, protect your neck from the sun because melanoma. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. 
Maybe we should all wear Sherlock Holmes hats. I that's what I'm saying. Um, okay, so I've been doing a little sleuthing about this record because here's here's the weird uh, or or odd part of it is in 2017, Spring O says, "I haven't written a song in years." Right. Um, and he's in the middle of writer's block, hmm. and um. He's doing these Broadway shows and he hasn't written anything. And then suddenly Western Stars comes out. It was mainly recorded in 2010 and 2014. Oh. So I think he he recorded most of these songs right around uh, Working on a Dream era. Huh. Um, in fact, we when we talked about Working on a Dream, we said this one sounds like it's from Western Stars. Yeah. I think he recorded most same. most of the stuff around there and then like did some new vocals or maybe did some overdubs for it. Huh. Um but um these are all kind of like between 9 and 5 to 9 years old uh recordings that he dusted off and put out as a record. Huh. Interesting? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, because he hadn't, in 2017, he said, I hadn't written a, a new song in years. So he actually doesn't really write new songs till Letter to You. Exactly. Whoa. Yeah. So these are all kind of older recordings that he turns into a record. Do you think he he sort of mixed them just to make them all thematically similar? Because they all do kind of feel like they're from a bygone era a little bit. Yeah, I I think he... I, I, I there are certain songs like that one we're talking about on on uh, uh, working on a dream where I think he was probably working on this record around yeah. then and decided not to put it out yeah. for whatever reason. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, let me let me look at the the technical because there there are um, uh, Brendan O'Brien is not involved. Okay, so. It seems like maybe these were after he and Brendan O'Brien stopped working together um, after working on a dream. Like maybe he started working on this album around then and then decided to put out Wrecking Ball uh, instead. That's what right. it, that's what it seems like to me is like he got inspired to do Wrecking Ball due to the political climate at the time and put that out instead and was like, I'm just going to put this on the back burner for a so while. So this is Ron Aniello. Again. Yeah. yeah. Ron Aniello produced produced um and uh so let's talk about the the sort of uh sound of the album the sound is sort of this 70s am gold uh jimmy webb kind of sound yeah and if you don't know who jimmy webb is i don't know what to tell you um, but, uh, he, he wrote, uh, incredible songs that were mainly Glenn Campbell was one of his muses, I would say. Uh, yeah. uh, let me play a little bit of, uh, Wichita Lineman, which is one of his biggest songs. for the county and I drive the main road searching in the sun for another overload 
singing in the wire. I can hear you. So if you're listening to the production, strings, uh, guitars, kind of a country feeling. I love this stuff. Yeah. I went through a big Jimmy Webb, Glenn yeah, Campbell phase. Glenn Campbell phase. Do you have Glenn Campbell's, uh, the, the album he did of covers? Yeah. Of, yeah, they're so good. That Travis cover is really Travi- good. And the, the Tom Petty one is better than Tom Petty's. I, I played it for uh, Tim Baltz, who's a big... Walls? Yeah, Walls. I think it's better than Tom Petty's version. I don't... I, I, I like I like the that one Tom Petty version, the big kind of... The circus version is my favorite. Okay. But I love the Glenn Campbell one, too. Okay, whatever you say. But there's that other version that pops up more often that's not as good. You're a more often. Uh, <laughs> but um, also another part of uh, Jimmy Webb is he he's tends to mention a lot of like Western towns, like Wichita uh-huh. Lineman, uh, Galveston. Uh, let me play a little of Galveston. Oh, uh, that's a great one. You hear the horns, the strings. So this record's sound and sort of lyrically in a way is meant to evoke uh, the old Jimmy Webb style, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting to hear Springo working in a different style. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so uh, it's a whole album sort of produced like that and written like that. And uh, we're going to listen to it when we come back. And we're just truly squeaking this one out. And um, when we come back, we're going to squeak out our thoughts about each track of uh, Western Stars. This is You Spring and Springsteen on My Bean. We'll be right back after this. better song with me doing that over it right i think it's like 90 percent better it's like a good remix you should do that with all their songs <laughs> um welcome back you spring and springsteen on my being yeah We're squeaking one out about western stars today um and uh adam do you remember getting this record when it came out yeah i i do but i don't think i really listened to it that much Interesting. Did you listen to it uh, prior to today? Today, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> did you do your homework, little boy? I sure did. <laughs> um, let's get to it. Um, I think an essential part of understanding these songs is watching the Western Stars movie. I did not watch um, the movie. I did, and I'll kind of take you through everything sure. I learned when I when I watched it. But uh, um, Springo calls this album. Um, the theme is the struggle between individual freedom and communal life. Um, He started talking about how the American um, impulse is to roam and be free and to travel and not be held down to one thing. And yet having a family and being tied down to things is also a hugely important 
part of happiness and the conflict between those two things is what he was interested in exploring. Uh, the two sides of the American character, as he calls it, transient and solitary versus collective and communal. Um, in search of deep roots and a home where the heart will reside is what he talks about. Hmm. You seem dubious. No, I've, it's interesting. I don't. I don't know how much I connect with that, but let's let's see I, as I like we listen songs. to the songs. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so uh, this is track one, and this is again, this is not a style that uh, Springo has really worked in. So uh, if this is your first time hearing it, it may be a shock. I hope you are sitting down. Um, I hope you have a medical professional over at yeah, your place. Yeah, you really need to just make, make sure brace they're taking yourself. your pulse during this. Um, this is Hitchhike, and this is by Bruce Springsteen. Thumb stuck out as I go I'm just traveling up the road Maps don't do much for me, friend I follow the weather I'm hitchhiking all day long Got what I can carry in my song I'm a rolling stone just rolling on Catch me now cause tomorrow I'll be gone Family man gives me a ride Got his pregnant Sally at his side Yes, indeed, sir, children are a gift Thank you kindly Hitchhiking, Adam. Do you think uh, Rolling Stone was uh, excited when he mentioned them? Yes. Five stars. (laughs) Five stars. Hey, even if you didn't mention it. But then they gave this four stars. So maybe it dinged him a little bit? I guess so. You're pandering to us at this point. Um, This, to me, is sort of like the overture in Uh a way. Like, Uh it's, it's him establishing the theme of kind, of kind of an announcement yeah of like hey because this is just purely a song about a hitchhiker yep. who's like i don't want to be tied down to one place it's kind of like to me like oh what a beautiful morning is in oklahoma uh-huh. where it's like there's no plot moving forward yep. it's just purely like the main character comes out and goes it's beautiful here yeah. in oklahoma this is this is what's happening yep uh, just uh, totally setting the scene but i think the melody is haunting yeah. and really pretty yeah it's a really pretty song and just suddenly you know it's it's very acoustic with just kind of i'm not sure if that's a glockenspiel doing the little dings um oh, but it definitely is <laughs> glockenspiel expert adam yeah. scott here but then suddenly the the orchestra comes in yeah it's really really um, nice yeah so uh, a table setter but a, a really gorgeous one i think 
Um, gorgeous, says Scott Ackerman. Yeah, I don't call too many things gorgeous. It's not what I hear. What have I called? Uh, what haven't you called gorgeous? I mean, yeah, I've said, you know, my wife is gorgeous. My baby girl is gorgeous. Oh, I've heard you say quite a few other things. Adam Scott, gorgeous. pre-2014. <laughs> gorgeous. <laughs> Um, okay, let's hear track two. This is a song called The Wayfarer. This is by Bruce Springsteen. Wayfarer, Adam. I like it. Listen to this part. Oh, yeah. Um, so, sounds great. I think a fantastic melody production. It is another, like, table setting song. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. So, here's, like, my first few times listening to the record. Because the first one's about a hitchhiker. Yeah. This one's about a wayfarer. Yeah. <laughs> not that much different. Yeah. And there's not a lot happening other than him just describing... I like to go out and roam America. That's why I thought his his like summation of what the theme of the album is is a little thin. No, it, it doesn't. But I think it gets there. Here's the here's the difference. Is um, so my my whole point is why two of these songs other yeah. than they're both great? Yeah, because they're both saying the exact same thing, which is just like the American spirit is to go out and roam. The yeah. first few times I heard this album i was sort of like so is this just total pastiche right like with just a bunch of american cliches um that's sort of the the issue with having two of these songs in a row um i was just kind of like oh okay so he's just he's doing jimmy webb production and he's talking about american cliches of like i like to be out on the road i like to yeah though i don't I don't feel like the production is a total pastiche. I, I feel like he's doing something interesting with it. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like completely retro to me. It feels, no, I mean there are there are a couple of songs that are definitely influenced by certain songs. Songs, right? But but I but but that was just my opinion. The first couple of times I heard it, I was like, so maybe he's not saying anything with this. Sure. Um, and it's, I think, because both of those songs are back to back, but you can't put the Wayfarer anywhere else because it's not saying anything. So if it's like track eight, 
It's kind of going backwards. It's going backwards, yeah. Right. So that that's my only... So mid- you would drop the Wayfarer, probably. I, but I like both of them. Yeah, me too. They're both great melodies, so I'm not sure. Okay, so let's go to track three then. I like how clean the... It's not like the strings and stuff are syrupy. It's and, not like there's a lot of reverb on yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's like really clean. Everything's out in front. It it actually reminds me of the um, the cover to the album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a picture of a horse. That's a photo I actually took. Holy shit, really? Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you get the horse? It's my horse. Oh. That I bring with me wherever I go. To all photo shoots in case they want to... Yeah, in case they want to turn around and snap some pics. Hmm, interesting. But you know how um, most traditional, when you think of like Western imagery, it's all at sunset? Yeah. Um, And, you know, there's reds and shadows and yeah. stuff. This is like the brightest daylight picture of a horse. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's it's uh, like kind of Western imagery, so bright, like unlike that you're used to seeing it. And the movie is sort of like that too, where it's like, it all feels like it was shot at sunrise rather than huh. sunset and everything. Is the movie just a performance of? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. But it's him talking about each song. Hmm. Okay, so let's hear uh, track three. This is Tucson Train. This is by Bruce Springsteen. This one is one of the more Glenn Campbell-y. Totally. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Well, it, I beat you to it. Yeah, Maybe. you said it before I did. Yeah. It's not a competition, though. You could say it right now. Do you want to say it? Uh, I, I will say it. It's not a competition, but I will say it only if I'm in first place. Okay, you can... Uh, just, I'll edit me saying it out. Okay, great. Okay, go ahead. What, you wanted to say something, Adam? Yeah, I feel like this is really evocative of kind of directly evocative of Glenn Campbell more than anything else so far on I totally album. disagree really yeah but you just said never mind um 
Spring Springo has talked about uh, this is about a guy trying to change. I think I think until you hear the bridge, you don't really get that because mm-hmm. it's all about like a guy like, hey, I am. I've been roaming. I didn't want to be tied down, but now my baby's coming on the Tucson train. Then he talks about how all they just used to fight all the time. Yeah, and um, but now he's changed he's established himself mm-hmm. i don't know but he's he's changed he's apologized it seems like and mm-hmm. now she's coming in on the tucson train yeah um i like just how optimistic this song is yeah i i really like this song a lot i i i, I love the glenn campbellness of it but i also love that the, that it's still uh, very cleanly produced it doesn't mm-hmm. Just it doesn't sound like Phil Spectory at all, which sometimes to me is gets a little yeah um, muddy. Well, that's the intent of it usually yeah, is to make yeah. make Just all of sound in, instruments bleed together. But um, the Tucson train, though, not it. I mean, is is it is it a period piece? This is what I was trying to trying to parse as I was listening to it. Is it a period piece where everyone's traveling by train, or is it? I don't know that, but but I will say the romance of traveling by train. Have you ever traveled by train oh, yeah, for a significant amount of? Oh yeah, like I took a three day trip to Milwaukee. Okay, once. Yeah. so you know what I'm talking about when I say it's not awesome. No, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love being on a train, and I I, I wish I love it was more fun than it is. Doing like the tour in between tour stops, like going from portland to seattle oh yeah yeah, all that kind of stuff for sure that's always fun but like like going from here to san diego great like a like a four hour train trip love it yeah three days hundred percent get the fuck yeah having like having to sleep overnight on a yeah on a train is it's it's tough it just is very a a very musical phrase like my baby's coming on the tucson train but if it's set now it's like why is she on a train and why yeah why is she going to tucson why didn't you just get her a plane ticket (laughs) yeah just get her an uber for god's sake yeah um but but i i think this is a this is the first one where it's like sort of about not just about like hey i want to roam everywhere it's about some sort of problem in the relationship which i think is is good um okay let's go to track four this is what springo has said is the heart of the record this is a song called western stars by bruce springsteen Huh. I wake up in the morning Just glad my boots are on Instead of emptying the whispering grasses Down the five forest lawn on the set the naked girl brings me Two raw eggs and a shot of gin And I give it all up for that little blue pill That promises to bring it all back to you again Ride me down easy Ride me down easy, friend Tonight the western stars are shining bright again Here in the canyons above sunset The desert don't give up the fight Coyote with someone's chihuahua in its teeth Skitters across my veranda in the night Some lost sheep from Oklahoma 
Sips her mojito down at the whiskey bar Smiles and says she thinks she remembers me from that Commercial with a credit card Hell, these days are ain't no more Now there's just a game Tonight the western stars are shining Western stars, Adam. It's a song about a western, an old western film star watching the world change around him and pass him by. He's doing Viagra commercials, and hence the blue pill. The blue pill. Uh, sitting in the makeup chair, and um, all of his friends are dead. They're in Forest Lawn off the five, um, but he's waking up with his boots still on. It kind of reminds me of Tom Selleck doing reverse mortgage commercials. <laughs> you ever got a reverse mortgage, Adam? Oh man, I I speak from experience uh, when I uh, uh, trying to get uh, uh, some some of my family members out of. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what a reverse some, mortgage is. It's <sighs> is it what sank our entire financial system a few years ago? No, but it's what uh, totally sinks a lot of old people's yeah. uh, financial uh, situations. It's essentially like the equity in your home like you buy a home usually and you mortgage you pay the money yeah every month yeah uh what this does is it takes the equity and goes like no no no, we'll pay you so yeah. you get a paycheck every month from your house from the equity in your house and then when you sell your house you're left with nothing oh boy um, so they end up getting more money than you yes um anyway. is that what that's and what that's, Tom Selleck uh, is on TV constantly mm-hmm. hawking and and talking to to supposedly real people who are going. It's the best decision mm-hmm. I ever made. Um, weird guy, Tom Selleck. Anyway, uh, but it's so uh, one one quote from the song, one of the lyrics. These days there ain't no more. Now there's just again, meaning like he's not having any new experiences. Uh-huh. There's just like the yeah. same ones again and again. Uh, what do you think, Adam? Well, I I like it a lot, and, and a, a reason for that is I feel like it could be. It seems like you know, on every Bruce Springsteen album from Tunnel of Love on, there's like one of these songs where it's really spare and slow, and just kind of a, telling a story, which really works incredibly well. Sometimes, sometimes not as much, but this has the freedom to go into a country space that mm. I really, really like when it kind of. The pedal steel and the kind of bass being a little more prominent really kind of lets itself be that, and I really like it. And I like, and that for me makes it its own unique thing. I feel like the song is really about himself. Hmm. Oh yeah, probably. I, I feel like, as we've talked about with Wrecking Ball, he suddenly realized that rock music is no longer the dominating force yeah. of music and and he is not part of the cultural conversation anymore. And maybe not anymore. what he's as interested in anymore. And you know how westerns used to be the most popular genre yeah. in the world and yeah. suddenly then boom, they were gone. Yeah. And um I feel like that's how he feels about what he's doing a little bit is yeah. 
you know, this is about an old washed up guy kind of telling his stories. He's talking about the time John Wayne shot him in a movie and he gets a lot of free drinks from it, but you know, not, he's not able to ever do, uh, you know, he's, he's not able to act again Yeah. other than these Viagra commercials. I don't know. It's great, but he's glad he, he reiterates, he's glad his boots are still on. Like he's still, yeah, that he's still alive. Yeah. Cool. It's depressing. It is a cool song and great melody. Yeah. Um, all right. So far, so good. So far, so good. Western stars. Let's go to track five. This is Sleepy Joe's Cafe by Bruce Springsteen. Here's to the Whoops. No, this is the other song, the one we just did. I have to press play on Sleepy Joe's Cafe. Is that what you to have play. to do? Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is Sleepy Joe's Cafe. Ah. There's a place out on the highway across the San Bernardino line Where the truckers and the bikers gather every night at the same time At seven the band comes in and locals dance the night away Sleepy Joe's Cafe I drive on down from the big town Friday when as a red sun sets in the ocean, I start to come alive. Summer girls in the parking lot slap on the makeup and they flirt the night away. Sleepy Joe's Cafe. Joe came home at 45 and took out a Sleepy Joe's Cafe. Sure. This is supposedly about a bar when he was living in L.A. It's up in like the Santa Monica Mountains. Sleepy Joe's. I I think he's fictionalizing a bar that he used to go to. He he would get on his motorcycle and and ride up the mountains to like a biker and trucker Uh bar. Mm -hmm. And he would hang out there and uh, which is fine. I don't need to hear a song about it. I like the kind of Zydeco f- yeah, feeling to it. it. It's nice. It feels like it's a total just like, hey, let's put a, let's put yeah. a fun song in the middle of it. Yeah. that's not saying anything, but I could take it or leave it. Yeah, me too. I could probably leave it. Yeah. Um. All right. This is track six. This is Drive Fast parentheses the stuntman. What? And parentheses by Bruce Springsteen. What? I got two pins in my ankle and a busted collarbone Steel rod in my leg, but it walks me home At night I climbed high into the boughs of our neighborhood's tallest tree I don't remember the fear, just the breeze Drive fast, fall hard I'll keep you in my heart Don't worry about tomorrow Don't mind the scars Just drive fast, fall hard I 
At 19, I was a king. Drive fast. I like it. The stunt man. I like it. He talks about how this is about the fearlessness. The, the character has a fearlessness to do his job, but also to love someone. Uh, I think he's using the scars that a stuntman has and all the broken pieces as a metaphor for their hearts, him and the, mm. the protagonist's loved one. Mm. Uh, he talks later about getting the broken pieces to fit together, which I think is a theme that he's really talked about before of like, he kind of feels like he's a broken person and mm. he kind of found Patty and their whatever brokenness between them just fit together really well. Any thoughts? Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I like it. I think that's, uh, I think that's lovely. Kind of what do you think? Do you like the song? Yeah, yeah. The, musically, I think it's a really great melody. Kind of reminds me of the wrestler in a way. Yes. Like, yeah. Uh, same kind of metaphor. Yes. I feel like. Um, but uh, music. Did you like that movie? The, yeah, the wrestler? I did. Me Todd too. Berry. Powerful. The Todd Berry film, The yeah. Wrestler. Yes. Okay, this is a track, I'm going to guess, seven. I mean, you could probably look and see which Well, I'm on, I'd have to go to Wikipedia. Oh, Jesus. Here. Yep, seven. This is Chasing Wild Horses by Bruce Springsteen. Guess it was something I shouldn't have done Guess I regret it now Ever since I was a kid Trying to keep my temper down Chasing wild horses Chasing wild horses Chasing wild horses Left my home, left my friends I didn't say goodbye I contract out to BLM Upon the Montana line Chasing wild horses Chasing wild horses Where I'll before sun and after sundown There's two men in the chopper Two on the saddle on the ground In the evenings we hop in the pickup Heading to town for a drink Make sure I work till I'm so damn tired Way too tired to think Chasing Wild Horses. You get the banjo here, the Muppet Show banjo. Muppet Show. Ding, 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 ding. Like the, reminds me of Rainbow Connection. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like I like the song. I My thing is, I wonder if wild horses as a metaphor in songs is a little done. Overdone. He says, this song is about the older you get, the heavier the baggage you haven't sorted through gets. Um, and the heavier the cost of that. Running away is leaving everything you've loved and that loves you behind. 
Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. Remember that other song you sang about a horse a few albums back? I was like, which one was that? I forget. Okay. But it's like, yeah, we get it. You own a big, huge ranch <laughs> and you have horses. You have several horses. And your daughter rides horses. Um, but I do, I do like the melody. I find yeah, me myself too. singing it, you know, randomly here and there. Jason hmm. wild horses. Oh, that sounds gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go to, this is track eight. This is Sundown by Bruce Springsteen. Very Roy Orbison-y up in this. Yeah, and very Jimmy Webb, too. Yeah, this is super Jimmy Webb. Also, Roy Orbison in terms of the melody and yeah. also the sha-la-la-las in the back, uh-huh. um, which are more pronounced on the concert version, by the way. He tells a story about... Is this a town called Sundown? Mm, I don't think so. I'm not sure, though. But he, but he tells a story about having a broken heart feel like this is in the 70s and then moving out to california and trying to get over it um and just like being a lonely dude (laughs) out in california trying to trying to get over heartbreak i think he's writing about that a little bit uh it's poppy in in a in that jimmy webb uh you know uh uh, way um what do you think i think it's awesome yeah I like a lot. I like this album a lot. Okay. All right. Good to know. So far. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> we're, all, we're like three quarters of the way through. But we'll and see. it doesn't take any wild left turns yeah. from here on out. Okay. Uh, let's go to track nine. This is a true shorty that he squeaked out. Um, this is Somewhere North of Nashville. This is by Bruce Springsteen. Came in town with pocket full of songs I made the rounds but I didn't last long 
Now I'm out on this highway with a bone cold chill Somewhere north of Nashville I lie awake in the middle of the night Making a list of things that I didn't do right With you at the top of a long page field Here's somewhere north of Nashville This is such a shorty, I got a burst in right here because it's yeah. under two minutes short and curly yeah um he says he wrote this very quickly at the kitchen table in the morning and it's about a person who's lost where pain feels like home it feels uh when pain feels more familiar to you than love hmm. um i think this is a recurring theme in his i mean he he does talk about his entire emotional past being where he would push you away if he loved you mm-hmm and I think a lot of these characters are sort of going through that. It's like, no, I push you away because I'm a, I'm an American. I'm a, uh, a roaming vagabond. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a person who does what he wants. And uh, a lot of these characters are realizing their mistakes towards the end of their lives. Uh, what do you think, Adam? I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty. I don't know that I would put it on the record. Yeah, I don't think it's. This essential. is a fifty-one minute record. I'd take uh, th- three songs off, maybe. Sure. Um, this is would be one of them, but I like it. Yeah. Um, maybe a B-side, though. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's go to then track 10. This is a song called Stones. This is by Bruce Springsteen. Whoa. Said those were only the lies you've told me Those are only the lies you've told me I pulled my collar to the wind And spit them on the ground You said those are only the lies you've told me Those are only the lies you've told me Set on the edge of our bed in the sun I felt them gather on my tongue I woke up this morning With stones in my mouth I like this song. This is a really pretty one one of the better melodies i think on the record uh the metaphor the stones okay this is how he explains it he says lies will devour everything you everything you have and everything you ever will love everything you ever will have um faith grows your garden of love and lies will try to make a fool out of all the things you have because um in this garden of love um all you have is stones (laughs) if you lie um yeah, I think it's a great yeah, melody. It's really nice. You know, when I re- when I hear the song title "Stones," I think of the Neil Diamond '70s hit "Stones." Uh, which, what song is that? I don't. Do know you not that know song. "Stones"? No. Do you not? Wait, is this an episode? Do you not know "Stones"? Yeah. 
Hey everyone, welcome to Do You Not Know Stones? This is Scott. And this is Scott. And this is the show where one of us doesn't know about stones. Yeah. It's I, not, It's not. by the way, you popping my stones. No, no, no. That's a different totally show. Totally different. Great different show. Different hosts. Different hosts we love. But um, this is this is a kind of me introducing Adam to the song Stones. Yeah. What What is this song? All right. Let's hear it. I don't know it. Stones would play inside her head And where she slept They made her bed And she would ache For love and get good stones I mean, this is the kind of... This was a hit? It's one of his... I mean, I mean he was making so many hits back then. Yeah, it, it, it was a hit, but um, not one of his, like... I like the Bruce Carolina. Springsteen one a little better, but I, like... Neil Diamond is fucking awesome, by the way. It's just interesting to have two songs called stones that are in the same sort of musical genre yeah you know which is uh and not the same song and not the same metaphor i've always wondered i i used we used to play this in my old band this song the the, the, the real diamond one yeah so i always wondered what he's (laughs) talking about like what is the metaphor stones like is it the rolling stones would play inside her head i don't know um, I should look it up because probably there it must be someone out there who explains it better than I. Back then, everyone called them the Stones. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, okay, we'll see you. Bye, bye. Wow, I think one of the hosts had forgotten that that was <laughs> an, an episode of a podcast. <laughs> All right, well, we're back to our show. This is you springing Springsteen yeah. on my bean. And uh, let's go to, this is track 11. This is There Goes My Miracle by Bruce Springsteen. There goes my miracle. Not to be confused with counting on a miracle. Or, hey, who took my miracle with? Yeah. I think in the 70s, this is a huge hit. What do you think? Yeah. I think it's awesome. I think it's weird how late in the album. Yeah, I know, because it's a 
it sounds like a big single. Yeah. It should be like number two on yeah. the album. Like when you met Naomi and she was <laughs> your new number two. <laughs> um, it's, he talks about how this is about throwing away the best thing you've ever had. Um, he's using miracle as it's not in a religious way, but more just about the miracle of love. Um, yeah, Roy Orbisoni again. This kind yeah. of actually reminds me of like some of the songs on Around the Sun. The REM. No, album? not not Around the Sun. Which one am I thinking of? The the really poppy like two thousand era one. Oh, Reveal. Yeah, re- Reveal. Yeah. Huh. This album kind of reminds me of yeah. Reveal a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like it, but it is yeah, late, I like it, it is too. late in the track list. Uh, okay, let's go to this is second to last song. This is track twelve. This is Hello Sunshine. Hello, by Bruce Springsteen. Everybody's talking at me. Had another yeah, Harry Nelson is another one. Pain. I had a little sweet spot for the rain. Skies of gray. Hello, sunshine, won't you stay? You know, I always like my walking shoes, but you can get a little too fond of the blue. You walk too far, you walk away Hello sunshine, won't you stay? I mean, this is the theme of the album. Why isn't this the first song on the album? Yeah, interesting. That like, would have said exactly, or at least the second after like... Yeah, after Hitchhiking. After Hitchhiking, yeah. It's 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 saying exactly what he's trying to say. Yeah, and it's I I think maybe the best song on the album. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, I mean he, it's the second to last song. There's a case to be made for it being up the last song about it, you know, about it summing up everything yeah. that that we've talked about. I think there's a case to be made for us to resequence this. Yeah, it's Probably. a weirdly sequenced album. Yeah, he talks about you fall in love with lonely, you'll end up that way. Um, this is the theme of the album: restlessness versus home. Yeah, he says, "I fell too like too in love with his. You know, I've loved my wandering shoes, but I fell a little too in love with the blues. You know, or, uh, he's just talking. Is that one of the lyrics? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. You know, it's just like about someone who like is psh- pushing away everything because yeah. he's like, no, I'm an individualist. Yeah, yeah. Know? Um, yeah. Cool song. Great song." Yeah. Okay, so this is the last track, and this is, I don't know, this is maybe my one uh-huh. of my favorite songs. Uh, this is a song called Moonlight Motel. This is by Bruce Springsteen. There's a place on a blank stretch of road where nobody travels Nobody goes and the desk man says these days round here Well, two young folks could probably up and disappear And the 
Rustling sheets of sleepy coloring to the musty smell of wilted flowers, lazy afternoon hours at the moonlight motel. Um, that's just the first verse. Yeah. We can talk about it. So this is... Now, why is it your favorite song, maybe? Just the more... Okay, so hearing him talk about it. First of all, I think it's a great melody. Yeah, it is. But then the story... So the story of it is about an older man who had some sort of romantic connection at this hotel in the past. Uh-huh. Um, we'll talk about exactly what the nature of that connection could be. Um, but it, he doesn't really specify, but it's like he, he used to go to this hotel in the middle of nowhere uh, with a woman. And now he comes back to it and it's closed and it's overgrown. Obviously the woman is not part of his life anymore, whether she's dead or whether they just never were able to get together and make it work but she's gone and he just kind of like feels the pull of this hotel where they had all of their connections he goes back to it sees it's closed down pours out a little liquor so I don't know I think it's a cool story but then hearing him talk about it I think he's technically he he makes no bone he doesn't even talk about the the character or the antagonist when he talks about this song, he purely just tells a story about him and Patty, which is when they were getting together, they had to sneak around and not be seen together. So they would get together on this park bench across the street from the Empire Diner in New York, and they would just like meet there. And he would bring like beer in a paper bag, and they would just like sit on this bench and talk for hours. And that's what led to them getting together. And then he proposed to her there. And then they also like took their son there and it it may not be there anymore, but uh, yeah, it's like the hotel is a metaphor for like where they got together. You know, I don't know. I think it's a really interesting song. He's sort of singing about his own relationship. That's what leads me to think that it's maybe a tryst that he's having. Uh There there's one lyric where he, you know, he talks about the, the uh, you know, your lipstick taste and your whispered secret I promised I'd never tell. Um, a half-drunk beer and your breath in my ear at the Moonlight Motel. But then he talks about, well, then it's bills and kids and kids and bills. So maybe they do get together in just family life. Yeah. Wears them out. Mm-hmm. Or maybe... They have a great family life, yeah. and she's passed away now. I don't know. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of like interpretations to it, but I think it's a it's a great way to close the album. Yeah, it's a it's a really nice song. All right, that's Western Stars. So for me, I think Sleepy Joe's Cafe, somewhere north of Nashville, I think is that yeah. super quick song. I would maybe t- even though I like it, I would take off the Wayfarer too because it's just kind of saying the same thing. It's as yeah, I, I would I would. Too, except it's a strong, it's a good song. I know. I would just drop it later in the album, I think. And then move up uh, Hello Sunshine, maybe. 
I think Hello Sunshine, Sunshine and There Goes My Miracle. I think. Yeah, Hello Sunshine, There Goes My Miracle, Tucson Train. Those are so strong. Maybe they're. I think those those are. Hello Sunshine is number two. There Goes My Miracle is number three. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I definitely not a. Uh, uh, like masterpiece i feel i sometimes feel like the album dips like i've talked about a little bit into pastiche where it's uh-huh. um he's not doing something new with it necessarily but it's new to him but it's really good i mean it's like uh it's weird that it's 2010 2014 and then 2018 is when he recorded this it's kind of all over the place but it feels more cohesive than yeah. anything he's made in a while. It definitely feels like he had he had most of these songs over the years. Maybe he recorded the bulk of them in 2010 and 2014 and then was like, oh, this old song would work with it. And he just kind of like figured yeah. out what he was trying to say. But I, I, I think it's cool. I think it's... Um, it, 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 check out the movie. The movie is essentially... He didn't want to tour with this record because to do it justice, I think you need a 30-piece uh, right. orchestra right. in addition to a band. So he, uh, in, instead of touring with it, he just filmed this concert in his barn uh, on his place at New Jersey where yeah. they would have weddings and stuff like yeah. this. It's a big barn. Sounds great. And so they just film a concert of them doing these songs. It's in the exact same order. But it also has Springo talking about each song and what it means. Um, and like the strings are a little more pre- prevalent in the mix, I would yeah. say, on the in the live version. Yeah, I was going to ask how different those versions are. The orchestra is definitely like way more uh-huh. front and center. And I think the backing vocals, like he full on just duets with Patty on stones and moonlight motel oh cool which i think are both about her yeah so yeah. it's cool to see them just like yeah du- duetting on the same mic you know yeah. which i guess they didn't have enough mics or something but she's like sharing his well they can't afford yeah uh, it's a 30 piece orchestra you gotta yeah you gotta cut costs where you can um but then they also close it with rhinestone cowboy oh that's cool which do, i don't know if you want to hear that yes but, I do. Uh, here we go I've been walking these streets so long Swinging the same old song I know every crack in the dirty sidewalks of Broadway Where hustle's the name of the game And nice guys get washed away like the snow in the rain There's been a world of compromising pretty great yeah and it's with the orchestra doing it right behind him it's pretty cool it's cool that is i mean that hearing these songs with the orchestra live instead of sort of tastefully there in the mix yeah yeah it's cool it's kind of thrilling i always felt like mid-period rem was very jimmy webb inspired Mm -hmm. like automatic and out of time yeah era 
lot of the songwriting. Yeah, they in fact do that cover right of Wichita Line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, that's uh, Western Stars. What do we think, Adam? I think it's a terrific album. I'm so glad we did it. Yeah, because had you never really connected I'd with it, listened to it, and I was always like not listening to the lyrics all that much. Yeah. So I always just thought it was like Western cliches and pastiche. me too. I just never really gave it the, yeah, the time. So, and I and I had watched that movie back in the day, but I remember I remember the experience of like throwing it on and then making dinner while yeah, I was, yeah, sure. had it on, so not really paying attention yeah. to it all that much. So really hearing him talk about the songs and diving deep into the lyrics, I grew a, a, a bigger appreciation yeah. for it. Um and hearing it like ten times over the last few days while I was preparing for this episode. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, it's really good. All right. I'm glad we did this. Me too. All right. Next week it's our final episode. Final app for a while, probably. Um, we're going to be talking about Letter to You next week. Yeah, and that's uh, that's that. We're not going to cover the other record that he did after that. <laughs> oh right, probably until you know down the line, maybe. I haven't even listened to that one. I have. Um, but let's close it out uh, with a song that came out this year. That Western Stars came out. Um, this was on the soundtrack to Blinded by the Light, which was a movie sort of about using Springsteen songs in it. And he put out a unreleased track, which weirdly enough, he wrote as a submission to be um, in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> and they didn't use it. <laughs> um, we'll maybe find out why as we take it out, but this is I'll Stand By You, but... Um, until next time, we hope that you have found what you're looking for. Bye. Bye.